Hello and welcome to another edition of my freelancer podcast where I speak about some stories and give out some advice from my own experience of freelancing for more than 11 years. And and l- unlike many other freelancers, I am a full-time freelancer which means I don't have a, a monthly salary or something to, you know, like a day job. <laughs> I don't have a day job to uh fall back on. So which means for me freelancing is life because my entire livelihood depends on it so whatever advice i'm giving you it's coming straight from my heart um so today i want to speak about something that is always been the driving force uh driving force of my entire lifestyle and 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 that is you know one a, a freelancer must always strive to earn more while keeping the working hours either same or less this has always been my driving force pretty much all my life i mean even back when i i still remember my first internship uh, it was in 2007 i was i was back in i was a student back then and somehow despite my uh less than stellar performance in the campus i mean i think i was like the lowest or in the bottom 5 as far as my academics are concerned so i was uh, I, i mean i was i was scoring c plus in everything for many semesters despite this for whatever reason i was one of the few people in my campus to get a paid internships i mean back in i'm talking like almost 15 years ago uh my campus wasn't as well known as it is today uh i don't think my you know my alma mater is well known even now it's it's okay uh but you know 15 years ago it was even less popular or well known so back then a lot of people were struggling just to get an internship even an unpaid one um so somehow despite my poor academics and stuff like that i was able to score a paid internship which again is a matter of pride for me even in that internship i would continuously find ways to do my work in less hours you know i would i would spend time many times like argue, not arguing but rather trying to convince my boss that whatever most people can do in 8 hours or something i could i i can finish it off in less time maybe i can finish it off in 4 hours maybe i can finish it off in 3 hours or 1 hour but i would tell him that i will be motivated to do that if i am allowed to use the free time for my own purposes you know like i don't want him to become bossy and if he sees me just chilling out i don't want him to um boss me around and just give me some fake work just to fill up the hours and you know that was a very bold way <laughs> a bold thing to do because i was barely 21 um i was one of the youngest mbas on campus so me going to my manager who was a guy in his early 30s you know telling him something like this was a little bold but perhaps he liked my charm perhaps he liked my confidence uh, he was like okay i won't boss you around if you finish your work early you can you can enjoy you know i mean you can't go out of the office but you can within the office you can 
take breaks or relax or do whatever it is that you feel like doing without disturbing the office or making it too obvious that I'm, I'm just chilling out. I said that, sound, that sounds like a good compromise. So that's where my journey, you know, that whole philosophy of work started. I, I don't know why that happened. I don't know why I felt that I should optimize the efficiency with which I work. But somehow that's been a core philosophy in my way of working. And ever since then, I've, I've always tried to find ways to do work not in a haste, not in a sense of urgency, but rather not expand the work to fill the available time. Somehow I never subscribed to that theory, you know, if there is a work needs to be done and if that work can be done in two hours, then I would love, I would love to finish off that work in two hours, even if my boss gives me eight hours to finish it or two weeks to finish it. I don't care. You know, I, I would watch my colleagues and acquaintances. They would try to, you know, if they have one week to do something, then they would actually take one week to finish a task uh, for me although i don't i didn't have any motivation because if i finish my work fast i would I, they would simply give me more work i understand that but still i persisted i would i would always try to finish off my work early even if that was not required and and then if i believe that my bosses were taking advantage of me i would tell them that I am doing twice or thrice the amount of work from when compared to my peers, so I would ask them to compensate me, either with money or free time. Either way is fine. So many of the bosses I ended up working with, they would understand my enthusiasm. They would be like, all right, Jay, you go on, man. You know, I don't want to abuse your efficient way of working. I don't want to, um, you know, misuse your speed of working. I understand, you know, if I... If I can get you a bonus, I'll try to get it. But you know how it is. Companies have limited money for bonuses. So you can relax. You can chill out. You know, they would try to help me out. They would, they would work with me to understand that they find a balance between allowing me to work at a high speed and also not taking advantage of me. Uh, but of course, there are other problems I faced in offices. Nothing to do with office themselves, as I mentioned in my other episodes mostly to do with myself. Um, I eventually stopped working in offices and I became a freelancer. Now, every year since I became a freelancer, I have tried to find a way to continue to apply my natural talents at optimizing things. So I'm always on the lookout. If a work can be done in 60 minutes today, then I sit down and I'll try to find a way to finish that work in 50 minutes next month or next year. It doesn't matter. But the idea is every day, whatever you're doing, it should become optimized. So if there is something I can finish in 30 minutes, then I would like to finish it in 25 minutes while maintaining the quality. Now, I've, I've spoken about this before as well. Uh, in the previous episodes, you know, as a freelancer or in any kind of worker, you do not compromise on quality. Now, that is obviously paramount. You don't compromise quality or integrity for the sake of speed. That is really not what I'm trying to suggest here. 
what I'm really suggesting here is optimizing simply means you find a way to do the same quality of work at a lower amount of time. So you are giving yourself extra time to maybe do more work or preferably just enjoy that as free time. And that has always been my goal. So the idea is in 2012, I was working a lot. I was working maybe 50 hours a week, sometimes 60 hours a week, sometimes 70 hours a week. That is how I started my freelancing career because I had no experience, no skills. I had some skills, no connections, any of those things. But my philosophy was still intact despite whatever troubles. I mean, I have another podcast where I talk about all kind of problems that I have faced. Many of those problems are, are my own of, uh, or my own making. Some of them are outside my control, but ultimately I speak about that in my daily life podcast. But here I'm gonna focus on the work thing. The idea is no matter what was going on in my life, all kind of drama, I would insist on trying to figure out how can I optimize something? And my goal was simple. So I would like to reduce the number of hours. I was never greedy. Even when I was younger, I, I understood the value of money, even though I was born in poverty and stuff like that. For whatever reason, money never motivated me. Um, I don't know why. I've, I've tried to think about it. I, I don't know why I don't aspire for money. I don't know why. Uh, perhaps that is the main reason why I'm not working in a salaried job because I, you know, in my very first job, I was making a very handsome amount of money. So if I really cared for money that much, I think I would have, I would have been a nice salaried guy. But I, I somehow money doesn't motivate me. So what really does motivate me? I mean, yeah, I need money, of course. Of course, I mean, whatever I'm doing, everything pays, is paid for my money. I don't, I, my family is poor. Uh, they, they'll remain poor till they die. So I'm not wealthy or anything. Um, and and I'm I'm alone. I live alone, so I'm 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 dependent on me. There's nobody there to support me. So, still somehow money I believe is important, but for whatever reason it doesn't have that appeal that a lot of people seem to have. So I'm not greedy as such. So my my purpose in optimizing is to do something faster without compromising on the integrity and the quality of work. I think integrity and quality mean the same thing. Yeah, they do is to reduce the number of workouts I have. So every year since 2012, I've managed to maintain the earnings. You know, I as, as I mentioned already, it's very important to remember that I'm not a greedy kind of guy. So even if my income has remained flat or only seen minor increases, the number of hours I work has been reducing like crazy. Okay, so going to 2012 when I was working for 50, 60, 70 or even 80 hours a week. Are there even 80 hours in a week? I don't know. It's all a blur. So from there to now, since last year, where I've, I don't, you know, uh, I, I only work for 10 hours a week. That's it. I've, I've ultimately come to a point where this was always my goal, though, you know to eventually reach a point where I have to work only for a few hours every day and make enough money to sustain a reasonable life. You know, Again, I don't want to be wealthy, I don't want to be rich. Uh, I simply wish to work enough to maintain a reasonable lifestyle. And I am in India though, so you know, 
people who are not from India will under, will not understand this. Maybe you'll understand, but in India, simply having a reasonable life style itself is something of an achievement. You know, and that's something again I speak about in my other podcast a lot. The the standards, the the definition of poverty is really. Um, you know, in terms of money, it's a very low bar. So if you're able to cross that, you're no longer poor. So I'm simply aspiring not to be poor. It may seem like a simple goal. To me, that seems like the most complex goal a person can achieve, especially given my past and my surroundings. So that is what is happening, you know. My, 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 my advice, if anybody's listening to this podcast, is... I don't know if you subscribe to my idea in the first place because there are a lot of intersections going on here. For one thing, I am pretty sure a lot of people are driven by greed more than anything else. That greed may not even be a malevolent greed or a any kind of a negative intention. You know, simply the natural instincts of life kick in for a lot of people. You know, a father who wants to, um, you know admit his children to a better school, a, a mom who wants a better life for her daughter and son, a, 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 a son who wants to pay off his, his parents' debt. You know, a lot of times it's not even greed, it is simply a purpose, a purpose, a motivation for a, what they believe is a better lifestyle. And of course, I might be confusing that with greed or maybe I'm not confusing, I'm stating it as a fact. But again, it's very hard to uh, you know, identify these, these emotions as facts at all. I mean, can you even put a number on an emotion? Can you even put a number on the actions of a man who is working day and night so he can just get that 10% bonus at the end of the quarter just so that he can give his wife a special gift, maybe a new sari? or take her out for a vacation um, uh, uh, to some place that she's been promising, he's been promising her since the marriage some 10 years ago. So it is very hard to quantify greed itself as bad. I know what I call greed may be natural for most people. So there is that. Yes. But even if that is your motivation as a freelancer, it would help you. So let's say you are hell-bent on working 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week, which is fine because every day I see people working that much. I, I don't know if it is just me, but almost every person I meet, they are constantly working long hours. And not just in India. I have some connections in other countries as well, people I meet. Uh, they are also working a lot, uh, something which I find very difficult to understand. I mean, I understand people like in India that I meet who are working a lot, we don't have much, you know, in India the whole concept of work-life balance is still in its nascent stages. I understand the conversations are ongoing, but again, it's a developing nation. So we are not at liberty or we don't have that kind of access to think about things like work-life balance and stuff like that. Even in big companies, even people with big salaries and big jobs, they don't seem to understand work-life balance. Uh, but in the Western nations, you know, there is that balance. But yet, uh, I meet a lot of people from Western countries and developed nations in Europe and stuff like that who are also constantly working uh, in a long hours, which I find very hard to fathom. But maybe it's just my bad luck. Because, you know, I know, you know, conversations about work-life balance are serious. 
in developed nations because they can afford to. They are rich countries and they have better facilities and stuff like that. So ultimately, you know, what I'm talking about is increasing your wealth uh, with the per hour of working. I'm, I'm, you know, I believe even if you your pursuit is not a a a a desire to to have um, uh, free hours, even if your desire is greed, then as a freelancer, you should be looking at optimizing your workflow so that you are still making more money every year for the same amount of work than you were doing last year. Now that is very important. So whenever you want more money, you're not putting in extra hours. You're simply making more money because you have figured out a way to make more money. So if you're working 40 hours and earning X amount of money today, you should try to multiply that by 1.2 or 1.3 or 1.5 and or double it if you can. That is that should be a primary motivation. If you're not doing that, you know, every year you get older, you get more responsibilities, you take on more debt, you take on more things. Of course, let's not forget the inflation, which is rising crazy, especially since the pandemic wrapped up due to increased consumption. Right? I mean, so there you go. So even if you don't care about making more money, inflation will not go away. Every country will always have inflation. It could be 5%, 10%, 15%. And let's not forget your aging, you're, you're holding on more upon you're growing a family. Expenses will increase, so will inflation. So which means you must find a way. Now the easy option, of course, is to work more, to earn more money. I understand that. But then... A better solution, perhaps not the easy solution. You know, in Harry Potter, Dumbledore has this amazing dialogue. He says, you can do the easy thing or you can do the right thing. The right thing here is to figure out a way to make more money. Now, the, 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 a question might come up is, okay, all right, you hear me, but how, how would I go about it? Now, I can only speak about my own experience. One of the best, one of the simplest things I have found out, at least in my business of I'm a retired software developer now, but I'm still do coding, so which is like a developer in some ways. So I work as a coding tutor, and you know what I do is I found out, at least in the IT industry, at least in the software industry, having better equipment and better facilities makes things fast, which is so important. You know, for example, um, yesterday I made a video for my uh, tutoring channel, my YouTube channel. And I was, uh, I was making a video about how you can use a, a virtual machine to experiment with new Windows features. Now, let's look at the things here. So I'm making a video about using a Windows virtual machine. Um, so now look at the things. The one thing is that the Windows virtual machine is like 20 to 30 GB of download. And running a virtual machine requires you to have a powerful computer. And of course, I'm recording it, so again, which requires a lot of GPU power. Now, thankfully, due to a combination of luck and my own efforts and persistence, I have a $4,000 computer, which is extremely powerful. I have power backup. I've spent a lot of money. I think in the other podcast, I mentioned in very long detail, in many of my episodes, the struggle to get uninterrupted power supply in India. I also mentioned in my other podcast the struggles to acquire powerful computers which happen to be very expensive. 
right? And of course, I, I've learned software which can do these things fast. I have figured out, I, I purchased this microphone which cost me a lot of money. Um, so ultimately, and of course, I pay a lot of money for high-speed internet. Now, because I have all these things in place, high-speed internet, expensive computers, the knowledge of how to use all the software that is required to make these things, and of course, the experience that I have acquired over more than 10 years of active IT-related work, the entire video was recorded over a span of two to three days. It was edited, it was published, and now it is live on my YouTube channel. And that's what I'm talking about. Now, 10 years ago, if I tried to make the same video, the video ultimately is uh, less than an hour. It's, it's less than an hour, but it took almost three days of planning and execution to make that video. But if I tried to make that video 10 years ago, it would have taken me at least a week or two weeks, or it would have been even impossible to make that video, maybe because my internet is slow, maybe because my computers are not powerful enough, maybe it's because the software is not available, or my knowledge is insufficient. So there are so many factors here. Now eventually, one of the things, uh, as I mentioned here, you know, access to this hardware, access to expensive hardware, usually, not all the time, but usually when you have expensive things, you can do things really fast. Again, I have to go back to my internet speed. You know, the Windows virtual machine is like 20 to 30 GB. It downloaded in like five minutes because I have very high speed internet access and I have SSD on my computer, which is again, cost me a lot of money, but the virtual machine runs like <laughs> so smooth because I have SSD, I have a GPU, because virtual machine uses the GPU, like really, really lot. So again, the GPU makes sure the virtual machine works really fast. So because, I mean, try to understand this, not only was I running a virtual machine with a decent configuration, I was also recording the thing, so which again needs a lot of GPU power, and RAM power, and SSD, and desk space. And don't forget, I have backup power, my apartment, my rented apartment has backup power, I have a second monitor, I have expensive keyboards, webcam, all these things coming together. So a video which would have taken two weeks or three weeks to be made was recorded, edited, published in a matter of three days with a total effort of about, I would say, about six hours. This is what I'm talking about. So something which would have taken three weeks has been completed in less than three days. And if I really wanted to, if I really wanted to, I could have produced the entire video and published it in less than a day because I have access to high-end computer infrastructure. So there is one thing which I want to mention in this podcast. So if you're planning to really take my advice about you know, earning more and working less, the first thing you need to do is invest in better desk infrastructure you know whatever your business is whatever you're trying to do now in my case i'm a software guy so every year you know despite my situation again but there are more details in my other podcast despite my situation my personal problems my financial problems i make sure that i always have access within reason to our high-end computing equipment and computing resources so that way whatever i do it remains top quality remember you cannot compromise on integrity but at the same time i get to do it faster and that's one thing second thing is of course ultimately 
please understand you know it's like um, you know when you buy a um, service or a product for example I I, I, I have my you know um, a computer for example my phone even despite my money problems I have more details on my other podcast uh, despite my money challenges especially in the last two years I still went ahead and purchased a budget iPhone now in India people may not realize this we have a hundred percent tax on Apple products so if an Apple product costs $300 in America or Europe it costs $600 in India on top of that the Indian rupee has been weakening for some time now and so which means not to, I mean I am paying twice what an American would pay for a phone I'm also paying more because our currency has become weaker despite this incredible expense I still went ahead and purchased the cheapest iPhone I can buy in India and the reason is simple now whatever the iPhone can do a similarly featured Android phone can do at 25% the cost you know it's it's that cheap you know Android phones in India are extremely cheap Android phones by definition are cheaper but in India they are even more cheaper so why would I invest in an iPhone not because I want to show off I mean you can't show off a budget iPhone even in India people realize you're walking around with a budget iPhone so that's not gonna give me any bragging rights but the, the, the thing is I've been using iPhones for all, I mean Apple products for five years now maybe more than that what I know is these products have very high reliability so because they're reliable, I mean the features, the whatever the phone can do, I can get the same features from an Android phone. But ultimately I'm 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 paying like the higher prices for reliability, for warranty support, and of course the general, you know, branding. You know, being able to you know, again I may not be able to brag about it because it's a budget iPhone, but it's still it is an iPhone. You know, it is still a sign of success in India. It is still a sign of success for your customers. Branding, it matters. So for example, I mentioned that I made a video yesterday and put it on my YouTube channel. Now most of my videos on the YouTube channel barely cross 10 views. They, they may, if they get 100 views, I'm lucky. Only one video has crossed 500 views. But ultimately, to me as a freelancer, that makes no difference because the YouTube channel is not my main revenue source. The YouTube channel is a way for me to market myself. So when I'm talking to a customer, I share them the link to my YouTube channel. The customer goes to the YouTube channel. Maybe they're impressed. Maybe they're not. But every now and then a customer comes along. He sees the YouTube channel. Sure, it's obvious for them that I'm not getting any views. But they click on it. They watch it. They get to know my style. So they get to know the kind of way I work and they also see that okay views or not the channel is being maintained the guys you know this Indian guy is you know despite his limitations or whatever he's regularly updating the content and his content is actually pretty good you know it helps so when that customer comes back he's already able to build an impression about me so that way because of the YouTube channel whether it has any views or not it's irrelevant what matters is 
when a client comes to me they're already impressed at least the ones who come back to me <laughs> you know we can't impress everybody in the world we can't make everyone happy the client comes back he is impressed and then i can tell them look i i work hard i do what i can so i would like to be paid a higher price compared to another freelancer branding so this is what i can share in this podcast you know i would like you if you're listening to this you're a freelancer you know you're working hard good but i would like you to put an effort think about how you can make more money per hour that will help you now my goal to do that is to get more free hours that is my motivation your motivation could be something as simple as you know a basic fact of human life you want more money whatever may be the case try and increase increase your per hour revenue and i've shared what worked for me you know it might work for you as well or at least you know now that you should think in that direction and figure out what works for whatever industry you're freelancing from so that's what this episode was about thanks for listening